0: Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go.
1: And welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. This is Mark Lane Holbert here in Tampa, Florida, a.k.a. The Running Anthropologist. And so glad you're here.
2: And that's how you do it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for sending us that intro. Intro to episode 50 of the Rise and Run podcast. Several others sent us intros. We still have them. We've got other episodes. And I'm hoping we hear from more of you. We love the interaction. And we'd love to uh, have a chance to feature you introducing the podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome. welcome to our fiftieth episode. I'm Bob. I'm here tonight with Lexi. Hello. with Greg. Hey, 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 with Jack. Hi. with Allie. Hi friends. with Alicia. Hello. and with John. Hey, how you doing? It's a full house tonight. We didn't want to miss this one. We are excited. Golly, it's been fun um oh we'll get to some of the 50th episode stuff in a little bit let's start out like we usually do and let's take a look at what's going on with the training for upcoming events boys and girls we are now six weeks away from the start of the run disney race season
3: yeah Um, i'm so excited
2: weekend yeah it sure is if you are doing wine and dine you've got a if you're doing the challenge for wine and dine you've got a double up this weekend three mile walk 11 mile run we discussed the double ups last week uh whether you have to walk or not so i'm not going to talk about that again if you're doing the marathon weekend you just had a big weekend where the run was what was it guys 11 miles i came out 11 13? i think it was 13
4: 13? 13 okay yep.
2: okay okay yeah 13 Uh, so we're back to three miles this weekend. Hope, hope you're sticking to the training. I really do. The, we say it over and over again, that the key to enjoying the weekend is doing the training and then trusting the training when you get down there. And if you do that, you're going to enjoy it. I promise. Uh, any training news amongst the gang here? Anything exciting to talk about?
0: I do have a quick update. I know uh, the last time I gave an update about my wine and dine 5K training uh, with my wife and my daughter, that resonated with a lot of people. So I wanted to provide just a real quick update on that. Uh, For a while, it had not been going good. Um, Lots of frustration, (laughs) lots of fake tears and everything like that. So what I decided to do this time around was create a little game. I rolled the dice on this one because it, it required me actually leaving my daughter and my wife. But um, this past weekend on the schedule, while everyone else had a double up, uh, because of running Bird in Hand the previous weekend, I just had a easy five mile run uh, or five mile recovery run on my schedule. Yeah. So the one trail by uh, my house out and back is five miles. So I decided to play a little game. I said, I am going to run five miles. You guys are going to run two and a half. So you're going to run to the one and a quarter mile mile marker and then turn around. And (laughs) let's see who gets back. To the beginning first <laughs> <laughs> and the stakes were pretty high for this one. if I won, I got to go to our local uh farm that has its own creamery for ice cream that night
3: mm-hmm.
0: but if my wife or my and my daughter won, then they got to go to their favorite frozen yogurt place where you know you can fill up your cup and then pour as much toppings on yeah. it as, as possible and weigh it so those mm-hmm. were the stakes. And I was like, I really hope this goes well because if not, my wife is going to kill me. Um <laughs> but they ended up beating me and they did two and a half miles in about fifty or so minutes. So we're getting really, really close to them, you know, hitting that five K mark. So I, I'm very, very happy with their training and uh we're we're trending in the right direction.
2: Greg, that's Congrats. pretty good. Yeah. Two and a half miles in less than an hour, that's pretty good. Yeah especially for a little one like that. That's great. All right. Well, I'm glad that's working out for you. couple of non-running stories. Jack, you had an interesting occurrence at work a week or so ago, didn't you?
5: Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> um, so I was at work. Um, as you guys know, I may have mentioned it, that I drive the boats over at Universal. Captain and- Jack. Yeah, Captain Jack. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the boats were down due to lightning in the area. This one guy kind of comes up to me and starts asking questions and he looks at me He looks at my name tag, he looks back up at me. He's like, are you Jack from Rise and Run podcast? I said, like, <laughs> no <"What>? way. <laughs> no way. I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I thought it was you. Um, I recognized your voice and I was just like, oh <gasps> God. <laughs> i was like that's so cool um i just want to say you made my day and you did say that you were going to be running um the goofy challenge for the first time and i want to wish you the best of luck and i correct me if i'm wrong and i'm going to feel so bad if i got your name wrong but i'm pretty sure you said your name is ken so i wish you the best of luck and thank you so much for saying hello it literally made my day
2: it does there are no sweeter words a podcaster can hear than I thought I recognized that voice. Yeah. (laughs) Really neat. I've got a non-running story I want to share. I was at Disney World last week visiting with a friend and his family, and we stopped into the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor. If you've been there before, it's a lot of fun. I've been there multiple times. If you've been there before, you'll recognize that they'll single one member of the audience out and that person becomes that guy. And that no. guy pops up over and over again throughout the show. I was that guy. Yes. Now, that's just the beginning of the story. When we're done, a cast member comes over and I'm just leaving. I, I had a good time. I knew about that guy. So I was playing along. It was fun. Uh, cast member comes over and hands me a sticker. It's a pretty good size sticker. If you know me and stickers at Disney World, i stickers are for kids. What am I going to do with a sticker, right? So there's a little guy next to me. I don't know, maybe nine, eight. I don't know. And he sees all this and his eyes get really big. And I don't even look at the sticker, to be honest. I I didn't have a chance. And I said to him, would you like to have this? And he just he just shook his head up and down real fast, and he couldn't even say anything. So I said, here, you, you take this. And I noticed he had a sister, a younger sister. I'm going, uh-oh. Well, I have stickers in my wallet. So sister got my other stickers. All right, still not done. I come home, and I haven't seen the sticker. So I do a Google search for Monsters, Inc., that guy's sticker. It pops up on eBay. They're asking $5,000 for it. <laughs> no.
5: That's what? ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So that little kid I gave the sticker to went home. No, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Won't have enough time. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. Monsters, Inc. Uh, stickers, see what they are on eBay. That doesn't mean somebody got five grand for it.
4: Right.
0: Think <laughs> yeah. of all the race registrations you could have paid for that. Somebody put it, 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 somebody put it
2: up there. Somebody put it up there five grand. I. I howled. There was another one up there for 500. I don't think you'd get that either. Could you get 20, 25 bucks for it? Maybe, maybe you could, but that wouldn't have been worth it to me. I I got so much satisfaction out of seeing that little kid get all excited. So, and then as I'm, as I'm leaving, some other little kid turns to his dad and says, dad, dad, it's that guy. So (laughs) that was kind of fun. All right, let's see what else we got going on tonight uh, here on episode 50. Uh, Hey, Friends Marathon Proof of Time is due no later than September 27th. This episode will be out September 20th. So if you're listening on the first day it's out, you got a week to go back into your registration. If you did not do it when you first registered, uh, you can go back into your registration and Update your proof of time if you have one. Because of COVID now, the runs can go back to January 1st, 2019. So that's a pretty long way back. The run for marathon weekend to post a pot for the marathon to run must be at least 10 miles long. Uh 10 miles, half marathon, uh full marathon. I don't know if there's another distance in there you can use or not. Um You need to have something that equates to a a a four-and-a-half-hour marathon or faster. And we were talking before the show started, before the episode started recording. We actually got emails today, so you probably got an email about it. Just don't forget it. If you've got a POT, make sure and put it in there. All right, getting back to Wine and Dine weekend. We haven't announced this yet. Again, we've hinted around about it a little bit, but a formal meetup, we'd like to have a meetup on saturday afternoon at 2 30 at dockside margaritas we like that area because it's kind of open and if we get a lot of folks we can spill out and we've got more room so we'll look for you at 2.30 saturday at dockside margaritas if we don't see you there and we haven't decided on this yet but we will have a get together rally point somewhere at the after party i know the last wine and dine we did it back in the american pavilion but we may do it somewhere else this year that can be fun to get together at the after party and and go through the party as a group and enjoy that uh still talking some admin type stuff princess has pre-order merchandise you can go online and order that maybe you've seen it on facebook our friend pam allison who was with us last week has her fluffy fizzies pre-order for wine and dine weekend. You can go to the website and order through there. There's a link, John. You got a link up for Pam, don't you? I have a link up on uh our website for the uh bath bath bombs she made for us. Okay. Uh just for the bath bombs or can you get to her site from there also? Yeah, if
6: you click on that link, it'll bring it right to your site and okay, you can you order go. right off there.
2: Yeah, don't forget the code happy running for 10% off that our affiliate Pam has shared with us. I know I placed my order yesterday um, and I will be picking things up at the expo. So there's no shipping charges involved. Okay. In the same vein, uh, another affiliate Hawaiian pizza apparel. Greg, uh, you've ordered something from them, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I love their stuff. Uh, if you've seen any photos of me on our Instagram page of me wearing my Powerline shirt or my Russell shirt, uh, both of those came from Quine uh, Pizza Apparel. Uh, so we do have an affiliate link with them. So if you click on the link that John's going to put onto our website, which is riseandrunpodcast.com, uh, that will take you to their shop. And then if you use the code riseandrun, I believe you will receive 10% off your order. Uh, So uh, a nice little affiliate link that we have with them. Really, really quality stuff. I will say um, if you are going to order anything through them, they are really good about, hey, if you need said garment for Wine and Dine or Marathon Weekend, you need to have your orders in by this particular date. So they're really good about that. Uh, and then the other thing to note too, now Grant, I am a bigger guy, so I'm always appreciative of this advice. Some of their stuff does run a little small. So if you're, you know, on the fence about what size you should get, my recommendation would be to size up, um, you know, that way you have a little bit more breathing room when it comes to um, your running costume apparel that it features, you know, moisture wicking material.
2: Very nice. So we've got two affiliate links on the website. The website is riseandrunpodcast.com. The affiliate link for Fluffy Fizzies has a code, Happy Running, And for Kauai and Pizza Apparel, it's Rise and Run. You don't need to memorize those. The instructions will be on our website. We've also got a contest coming up on Instagram. Allie, you want to tell us about that?
4: Sure. We have some very limited, rare, um... Some would say one of a kind, except we have five of them, and they are <laughs> <laughs> they they are some rise and run tumblers um, that you can put you know your smoothies in or something, some cold drinks, um, and so we want to give those away to people who can um, give give us some love on Instagram. So we ha- we're putting up a. Instagram giveaway and all of the instructions and everything will be right there on our Instagram, which is rise and run pod. And so go ahead and visit our Instagram and, and good luck. Hopefully you'll win.
2: Uh, very cool. Very cool. Thanks, Allie. Well, we have some exciting news on the 50th episode. We have a new logo, which we will be unveiling here within the next very few days. Greg, you want to tell us about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, since uh, a few weeks ago when we had Devin and Kristen on talking about nutrition and fitness as it relates to your run Disney training, we have just developed such a good relationship and such a great rapport with Devin. Um, you might know her as Fitfab Fab Disney um, on Instagram, but also her and her cousin Carrie have a wonderful apparel company that you might know as Zippity Tees. And the two of them come up with some really, really great designs, and we were just spitballing back and forth with one another. And you know, we came up with this idea of, hey, you know, could you help us? You know, use your creative juices to help us design something, uh, you know, to help push the envelope of this podcast. And Devin was more than willing to accept that challenge. Uh, I know she did get some. Uh, design advice uh, from her cousin, Carrie, as well, too. Um, So we know that over the course of the next couple of weeks, um, we're going to make sure that since they scratched our back, we're going to scratch theirs. So we're going to help them uh, promote their um, latest release drops for the rest of this year. So details coming soon on that. And I'm not ready to give full details on this just yet, but we might have a collaboration coming between the Rise and Run podcast and Zippity Tease. Uh, so again, details hopefully will be coming in the next couple of weeks, but we just want to give an absolute amazing, amazing, amazing shout out to Devin and Carrie over at Zippity Tees for helping us create our new logo. It's going to be featured on the back of our race shirt that we just uh, finished the pre-order for uh, not too long ago. So that new Brand spanking new logo is going to be on the back of the, you know, that race themed weekend shirt. Um you know, again that we were just promoting. So we're really, really excited. And again, we cannot thank those ladies enough um for doing this for us and really coming up with an awesome, awesome design. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, let me I'll piggyback on that. I've only dealt with Devin and she's been absolutely terrific. We hope you like the new design. It's it's a clean. Uh, design and we're excited about it and we're excited for you to see it okay my friends before we get to the meat of tonight's 50th episode the ask us anything part take a quick look at what we've got coming up very special guests with us next week we're excited about this one we are going to be talking to the balloon ladies we have a couple of the ladies with us and we think you're going to find what they have to say. Very interesting. We'll dispel some myths, and you'll get to understand what the balloon ladies are all about. Also upcoming, we're starting a series on podcasts we listen to. We've talked with some of our other favorite podcasters, and we'll list some of the shows that we listen to when, of course, after we have finished listening to this one. We've got an episode coming up on raising money for charities during races we hope you'll find that one interesting also all right my friends it's time for something we've been asking for for a while in celebration of our 50th episode we wanted you our faithful listeners to submit questions under the category of ask us anything and we'll do the best we can to give you our best answers so let's start it off now about, we ended up about 50 50 with people who sent us questions via email or Instagram and people who sent us audio message. So, Lexi, why don't you start with the first couple of questions? That we've got on our list.
4: So the first question from Christopher, we have, what is your favorite on-course bathroom? I have a secret bathroom in Magic Kingdom that I like to use. And it's the one behind the Cheshire Cat um, oh, snack. So oh, right, right, when the, right when you go to the teacups, it's always empty. And they don't always like you running off the course, but it's a good one.
2: That's, it is a good answer. I'm, I know where that is. I... Somebody else go first. I got a story to tell about this one. Well, you, the, your favorite
6: bathroom is the closest one, Bob. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. That's fact. Yes. And, but,
2: and one that is not in the
6: woods.
0: Yes. Well, yeah. the limit. All right. All right.
2: Here's, here's my story, okay? <laughs> one thing I've learned is I have to have a cup of coffee before I start the race. I do. As do most if I, people. If I don't have the caffeine, it's going to bother me but I should not have two cups of coffee. That's bad. Okay. So I'm running the marathon. Golly, this was 19 or 20. I forget which. And, uh, I cannot pass for the first 13 miles. I can't pass a porta potty without stopping. And I got to a point where I needed one and I didn't see one. And we make a turn. Shucks. I forget where we were. We make a turn and, I don't see any coming up, but I do see, Greg, a large wooded area off to my right. Okay. We're not in a park. We're out on the highway somewhere. Big wooded area. I'm thinking, all right, here we go. There's a ravine between the road and the wooded area. (laughs) So I run down and I get to the bottom and I realize, oh, these are drainage ravines. It is (gasps) muck. Oh no! I thought I was going to lose my shoe. (laughs) So, well, I went through, went back up, went into the woods, came back. That's my. That's not my favorite bathroom, but that's my (laughs) least favorite bathroom. Ah, that's my encore bathroom story. And since Greg was talking about the woods, I think I thought I figured I'd throw it in here.
7: So I have a very unrealistic fear of porta potties because I'm afraid that they're going to tip over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) You never told me that before. That's oh, that's right. You no, know, every oh. time I go into porta potty, I get really anxious because I'm afraid somebody's gonna push it over and I'm gonna get
4: nasty. Or like so you're gonna be struggling to pull your pants up and it's just gonna get out of here. Guys, we're gonna get such
0: high ratings on this episode for this content right now. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: This is only question number hey, this one. This is only question one, correct. <laughs>
7: Um, so I usually like to go to an actual bathroom.
2: Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. That's true. Yeah. You can
4: wash your hands.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why,
2: Why did we try question number funny. two now.
3: Oh god, that sounds terrible too. Oh yeah. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah.
2: I did that I did that one time though. I'm standing outside there's there's a long line for two porta potties outside and I'm outside Hollywood Studios. And I'm looking at the Tower of Terror, and I'm standing in line. I'm looking at the Tower of Terror, and after about it takes me three or four minutes to go. Wait a minute, there's a restroom right there, and it's a heck of a lot nicer than the porta potty. So yeah, if you can arrange your rest stops in the park, they're a lot nicer. And now the one that uh, Ali had that was secret before won't be secret anymore. I so. know, it's yeah, I
3: it,
4: all of you guys.
2: <laughs> any other any other uh, restroom stories? Let's, should we put that to rest? I think yes. we should. Um, <laughs> but let, let's flush that one, shall we? There you go. That's, that's better. I, I, I You're like so that punny, Greg. Greg. But Thanks. let's.
5: We'll
7: move on to number two. Go. <laughs> okay. Why have you stopped on a course other than a character photo?
4: Oh, good question.
0: For me, I stopped. Um, for those of you that have listened to our 2022 marathon recap show. Um the only other time that I have ever stopped is it it was running the marathon and I was literally about 6 steps away from crossing the finish line and I remember seeing Jeff Galloway off to the side. He was Aww. he was done doing his character stop and I just remember going up to him and blubbering my eyes out thanking him and thanking him for hiring Chris twigs, you know, because it was the two of them and the rest of you that, you know, got me through that marathon. Um, but yeah, that was the only other time I stopped because I just, I needed to thank the man, the myth, the legend.
8: I have a very unfortunate reason why I had to stop. Um, in, when I was doing dopey in 2019, I was wearing compression shorts under my regular shorts and they Mm -hmm. split right down the seam um, and I was chafing really bad. So I had to text my mom and say, Hey, I'm going to meet you outside of animal kingdom in the parking lot. Please bring me some more compression shorts. And I had to change out in the open in front of everybody. I was behind a car, Um, (laughs) but that is the reason why I had to stop.
2: You never shared that story. At least that's the first time I heard it. (laughs) (laughs)
8: <laughs> well, it's not its not one of my favorite stories, um, and it was very uncomfortable, but once I got the new shorts, then I was good. <laughs>
4: good. You guys but... have seen me like on the ground stretching like I'm doing my yoga classes oh, yeah. on the side. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Yeah. I stopped with Peter one time to get a plaster, but I've told that story before.
5: You know oh. what, Bob? What's I just that? realized you're not the only one who's gone in the woods before. I've oh, done. I know
2: that. that's, a, that's a fact. I know that. I
5: know, because there is no bathrooms on a 17-mile trail. Sorry. T- I'm late to the party, I guess.
2: <laughs> and we're back to question one again. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we're going to revisit that. Um... Okay. Le- go ahead, Lexi.
7: Next, <laughs> next, we have, what is your pre-race and on-course nutrition? I'll start. Um. I am working on changing it just a little bit, but in all of my races before, I always do honey stinger gummies or waffles. I really like goo, but only the berry or like fruit flavored ones. I don't like the smores or birthday cake, which I know are jack's favorites yeah um <laughs> i don't I don't like those um and I've never done like real food before. Um, but that's something that I want to try to incorporate. Um, but I always do right before I start and then every 45 minutes, like clockwork. I'll that's good. It's good some to do Some sort yeah. of, some sort of nutrition and depending on how long I'm going will depend on how much of it I have, but like clockwork every 45 minutes.
5: So that's a kind of a loaded question depending on the distance. So I'm just going to stick to it with, um, marathon and half marathon for course nutrition because <laughs> oh, it's drastically different but i will say gucci's man you want to talk about a burst of energy those things are like Mwah, you know
9: are They're they caffeinated
7: um
5: uh, i think they just have like yes a they of have sugar
7: in it they have a little bit of caffeine in it, the one she's talking about
5: yeah and i've only I think I may have used it on a half marathon or a marathon before, but I definitely used it for my ultras, but I plan on using it for the dopey challenge this time, uh, to get me going through the four days that, and, um, you either like it or you don't like it. What are they called? Fast chews. Those little salt.
2: Oh yeah. 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 Right. The salt sticks. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I I take those on now. Like no one's business.
2: Yeah. Long run in a hot day. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I've used run gum before. I like run gum. Some people do not. Yeah. Run run gum is caffeine. Uh, Two sticks. One stick of run gum is the equivalent of a can of Coca-Cola. Two is the equivalent of a cup of coffee. And and I find that they work really well for me. Now, some people don't like it, but I do. Um, Before the long events, and I'm like you, Jack, 10K, I mean, come on. I don't worry about it. A half marathon, I don't take
3: yeah, it's like, anything eh, with maybe. me
2: but i do try to take a bagel and some peanut butter and yeah. a banana with me and i like to have that before the race I'll, I'll get that in the room on the way out and take it on the bus a uh, cup of coffee bagel with peanut butter and a banana on the way to the event i don't carry much on the half i rely on what run disney has and on the full, and I, some people think I joke about this, but those who have run with me know it's true. I take Pop-Tarts or, <laughs> or I take a Rice Krispie Treat. Oh, I, really? Yeah, a lot of carbs in each one of those. They're individually yeah. packaged. They're easy to eat. They go down easy for me. I like them. They help me out. Hey, I, I do a uh, banana in the morning
6: before I get out, get, get out to the bus. And usually I drink... Uh, a bottle of uh, water or with, with, uh, usually like a noon or whatever electrolyte mix that I have at that time before I get on the bus, this is for the long runs. And then that's it. I kind of keep it minimal for, uh, that, but an on course race fuel would be, uh, whatever they have, but I do carry, uh, another spare pack of, uh, the gummy chews. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. For listeners who are doing their first marathon at Disney world, on the course, they have some kind of – it's been honey chews lately. Is that right, guys? Yeah. Honey stingers. Yeah. Uh, but they'll also – there's two banana stops during the marathon, and there's one stop, and it's really late in the race, where they have uh, small pieces of chocolate candy.
7: Um, also, and Jack can attest to this, um, I always have oatmeal. On yes, the, before the race me too yeah
5: you ruined um, one of your water bottles one race <laughs> yeah
7: so we were doing the smoky mountain half marathon and i f- couldn't find a bowl to put it in and they didn't have like coffee mugs in the um hotel in the room. room yeah and so i tried to do it in one of my water bottles and that wasn't smart because it was plastic it was funny though, and I, <laughs> and, I <laughs> and I also I didn't have a spoon. So
3: it was just traumatic. It was to traumatic. Tweak it. It oh, so bad. Boy. I ended up just throwing it
7: away. I was like, "This isn't <laughs> working." <laughs> but this is also my brain trying to work at like four a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: yeah, right, right, right.
7: But yeah, that's a little funny story. <laughs> Going to the last question from Christopher. Do you have any race day rituals or superstitions?
5: So I guess it kind of goes with the nutrition. I'm sorry, you guys, TMI, but we already talked about the bathroom in question number one. So here we go.
7: I told
2: Um, you we keep coming back.
5: Well, so I don't know about you guys, and I'm so sorry about saying this, but I will eat a banana 45 minutes to an hour before because nine times out of 10, it gets me going to the bathroom and I'll leave it at that. But it's, okay,
9: it's, fair It's enough. like
2: magic. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> You're superstitious, oh, banana. Yeah, a, I no, don't know it's a ritual.
3: ritual. It's a ritual. It's a ritual. It's a ritual. Okay. It's a ritual. <laughs> I eat All the right. banana and
2: then that I'll happens. Buy that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that. John, you got one?
6: Yeah, I got one. I'm I'm a real su- I will call it superstitious. I'm watching the TV Cat type of guy where you know. I move, my team might lose type of thing. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? No, you can't relate, right, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a guy that has to put his right sock on first, left sock <laughs> on, <laughs> left, left shoe, then the right shoe. Oh, my Whoa, word. Not-
5: <laughs> what oh, happens? Have you ever accidentally done it the other way?
6: I've been doing that for, like, years, and it's just a thing that I got to do.
5: I love that, John. That's amazing. Oh, my God.
2: I do. I I love that we're learning so much about each other. We thought we knew each other.
5: Oh, oh, I have a fun one really quick. Go ahead. Is it okay? Okay. Well, you guys all know I don't study the races. So Mm -hmm. my ritual is any race that I'm doing, I'll technically study them maybe a month or two before it happens. And then two months out, I will stop looking at like where the where certain things will be or the courses. And this is more or less just for like half marathons and marathons. I know for ultras, I am getting better at that. Trust me. (laughs) Um, But I do it because it's a mental game. If I know where the mile markers are at, then I'm going to keep thinking about, oh my God, I have this farther away until I get to this mile marker. So my little ritual is, is, I don't look at that. I let myself be like, oh, wow. I'm already at mile 10. Dude, rad. I get so <laughs> excited. You know what <laughs> I mean? And like, That's my thing. I, I, I can't do it. It's a mental thing. When you're on the road for so long and that's all you see, it's just so different than being on the trails where everything is new every turn you go. I, I don't know if that makes, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I don't really have any race day rituals. I, I have a green shirt that i've worn for all three marathons i will probably wear it again but if i don't it's not going to bother me i don't care that much so i'm not really superstitious about it okay let's move on uh we have an audio question now an audio question from allison
9: hey gang this is allison from texas my question is what piece of gear do you recommend that every runner should have and bonus question what would you put in the run disney snack box
0: Ooh, I'm going to grab this one first. I know this might not apply to every runner, but if you're going to be a Galloway runner or an interval runner, that gym boss timer is Mm. such a lifesaver. I know with the watches these days with, you know, different apps that you can buy and and everything like that, especially with the watch though, you can program it on your watch, but if you ever need to change your interval because, you know, stuff happens, you know, in the race and you need to, you know, make adjustments on the fly. You'd have to stop your run and then start a new one to be able to adjust that. Where with the gym boss, you got it attached, you know, wherever on your body and you can change it instantaneously. It's awesome. Now the second and important question, the snack box. This is so <laughs> darn easy and you are putting a Gideon's cookie in that box. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Oh, don't start yes. me. I will start don't a pe-
0: start I will start a petition or, uh, or what is that? The change.org thing or whatever that's out there to make sure that run Disney does a partnership with Gideon's and you're putting a chocolate chip cookie in that box for every single runner, because I think that could get so darn popular. It could usurp
2: the plastic cheese. No way. <laughs> no way. No way. All right. Um, uh- who else? Allie, what you got?
4: Hard one to follow, but I learned uh pretty recently the thing that I was missing from running was like a really good pair of running socks. I didn't realize how big of a difference that made. And um yeah, that was a that was a game changer for me. Um and the thing that I would put in the in the snack box at the end is I really want something like I want like chocolate. Something chocolate after I run.
0: Like uh, yeah, a Gideon's chocolate chip. I um, know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So it fits perfectly with what Greg suggests.
2: I think Greg has the winner on that one. Uh, Alicia, did you have a comment?
4: I
8: do. So the piece of gear that I feel every runner should have, and I'm going to sound like a broken record because I said this last week too, but a good pair of running shoes. It's so, so important. Yeah. And the thing that I would like in the snack box isn't really going to fit in the snack box, but I would love for them to have some sort of protein shake, Um, preferably a plant-based one so that everybody can partake. Um, But I'm, I always have that after my runs and every time at Disney, I'm like, I just want my protein shake.
4: Yeah, me Um, too. So I I would love that.
2: Yeah. My answer was going to be a cold beer, but I like Greg's chocolate chip cookie just as well. Uh, As far as equipment. Yeah. The gym boss is a good one. The piece of equipment that I'm going to say is one I don't use down at Disney, and that's my – I still call them Aftershocks, my Aftershocks headset. I got a Running Buddy pouch, which is a pouch that slips over the waistband of my uh, shorts, keep my phone in there, and then I can listen to favorite podcasts while I'm out doing my training runs.
4: Keep your Pop-Tart in there. I do. (laughs) I do.
2: Yeah. When I'm not breaking it into the back of my shorts, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a story I told already. I'm almost positive.
7: Well, Bob, you stole mine. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, w-
7: <laughs> I was gonna say my aftershocks because I I I do walks with those things. Like I don't, they go everywhere with me. Um, one of the things that I've really enjoyed having, I, it's more of a like motivational thing. Um, I got the shoelace motivational plaques on my tennis shoes. Oh yeah, okay. One of uh, my my nutritionists from um last year got them for me for the Berlin Marathon. And one said keep running and the other one says keep pushing. And you know, whatever little sayings whether it be a bracelet or a necklace or you know, something on your shoelaces, just something that you can like hold on to that whenever you're in the pits of despair at mile, you know, 24 of the marathon you can be like wait i've got this i can hang on to this i love that um and then i don't know what i would put in the box i'm i'm quite partial to the cheese at a girl um because i i always like salty after i get back from my run
3: yeah,
2: yeah. yes
7: yeah but gideon's cookie i mean that that takes the salt on
0: yeah. the chocolate chip cookie <laughs> I'm that's just saying. that's hard. That's hard. That's hard to, that's hard to, that's hard yeah. to beat. I, I gotta agree with that. That's Greg, do we have eat.
6: stock in this cookie company? No, but like I said,
0: I, um, so Gideons, if you're listening, uh, yeah, right, h- hit us up. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll create a partnership. We'll Affili- yeah. affiliate affiliate yeah.
2: program. Yeah, I like it. Let's see, uh, Jack, did you have one?
5: Honestly, I would eat about anything
2: <laughs> at the end
5: of a race. So I don't. I keep thinking what I would like. And I don't know why, but a fruit roll-up sounds great. Fruit yeah, roll-up. And get the one to like, change your tongue.
2: <laughs> not bad, not bad.
5: I'm a child, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, you're, all, you're good. You're good. All right, Allison, thanks for sending the question in. We appreciate you taking time to do the audio file. Next one, let's go back to a text question that we got from Chad. John, what did Chad
6: ask us? Chad asked us, so when does the gang start their kick during the marathon, 10K or 5K?
4: Well, I start kicking myself as soon as I hit the register button
2: on the marathon, Chad. So thank you for asking that question. <laughs> Love it. Ch- Chad, sadly, I had to explain to some of our folks here what a kick is, that uh, they, didn't, they didn't understand the terminology. Um, secondly, I would tell you that... I haven't had a kick since, so oh, probably 1982. Sometime in the sometime in the late 90s, early 90s, I had to explain to people when I was sprinting because you couldn't tell otherwise. So I, I don't really kick in any of those races, 5K, 10K, half or full. Somebody might, though. I wonder if Jack does.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, I know for my 50-miler in Bryce Canyon, my first one, I kicked it into hike gear because I didn't know what the time was. And I was worried that I would get cut off. So I ran the last two, three miles as fast as I could without stopping. And I couldn't see anything because <laughs> it was nighttime. Um, wow. But yeah, Normally my marathons or half marathons or any race, if I can hear people cheering and I know it's almost a finish line, I'll sprint. I I'll, I'll go around as fast as I can. Um, I don't know why I do it, but it's usually, I would say probably 100 meters, 200 meters before the finish.
2: Okay. So you actually have a kick. That's cool, Jack. And the fact that you have one at the end of a 50 miler did you say?
5: Yeah, Bryce King. Oh, yeah. my
2: goodness. that's <laughs> Hey, Jack, that's impressive. <laughs> Thanks. All right, let's go back to the audio files. Let's grab this one.
10: Hi, guys. This is Ruth from Southern California. I had a question about using the Galloway method for the marathon. Does anyone mix and match where you might, you know, run for 10 minutes and then do your your um, splits, you know, whatever your ratios are? I'm just thinking of the race and the last mile or two. Um, I've been running a long time not using Galloway and was just curious what y'all do. Thanks so much. Love the podcast.
2: Bye. Ruth, thanks for the question. Good question. And it's, it's a pretty common question. Expect, it, it's a pretty common question, especially to folks new to the Galloway Method. Uh, I've been to a bunch of Jeff's classes, talked to Coach Twiggs quite often. The preferred thing to do with the Galloway Method is to start with your walk breaks, with your intervals, right from the beginning. Start it right from the beginning. Now, I think you can be forgiven, especially in a large crowd, If you maybe run through the first one, let the crowd thin out a little bit. That's up to you. But I know Jeff would tell you, and and Chris would too, to start your intervals from the beginning. Now, as you progress, you don't have to maintain that interval throughout the race. You can change it. If you're feeling a little tired, you can decrease the run, increase the walk. Conversely, if you're feeling better, especially at the end of the race, that's the time to run through some of your walk breaks. You get to the last mile. Chad's question about a kick. I don't really do a kick, but I have had events where, let's say, a a 5 or 10K, I'll get to the end and I'll be feeling good, and I'll run through some of my walk breaks there. So the best uh, answer that I know of from the Galloway Run-Walk-Run training perspective is start with your walk intervals from the very beginning. Thanks for the question, Ruth.
6: Hey, guys. This is Chris Twiggs, and I do have a question for your 50th episode. If you could do one race anywhere in the world, maybe something you don't know you'll ever attempt, but your absolute dream, what would it be?
2: Okay. uh, Thanks, Chris. Great question. I've I've actually been thinking about this one, but before I get started, uh, Lexi, what do you got?
7: I think currently... My dream race is going to have to be the Big Five in South Africa.
2: Okay. Because I've been I've thinking about that for
7: one. that one for a while. Um, Arno yeah. ran it, and I yeah, sure <laughs> did. Mm-hmm. His yeah. video on YouTube, and that's yeah. what got Jack and I on it. He talked um, about
2: it when he was with us. Yeah.
7: Yeah, I think that's probably the dream race right now.
5: Oh yeah.
2: I think that'd be a good one. Uh, I bet we all have one here. Let's let's go. Let's go around, let's go. Alicia, what do you have?
8: Um, my dream race would be the Boston Marathon.
2: Okay, cool.
4: Growing up in Boston, I am also gonna say Boston Marathon as well.
2: Okay, uh, I I think I'm a bit of a surprise. There are a lot of great events. Any, any one of the big six would be wonderful. Uh, Chris is heading to Greece. That would be a wonderful race. I think of the big six, my favorite would be London. But his question that says if you could do one race, Anywhere in the world, maybe something you don't know you'll ever attempt. And I I will never attempt this one, but I actually thought of this before I heard this question. My answer is Antarctica, the Antarctica marathon. Oh, yeah, yeah, Would that be cool or what? And, you know, there really is one. We've talked about it with Michael as part of the uh, world challenge, but there really is an Antarctica marathon that's run every year. I think that would be amazing.
7: I, I didn't see the part about the you'll probably or you might not ever attempt. Um, Jack,
5: what is that ultra that's in France? Okay, so that's actually mine. <laughs> um, so that is like the epitome of a race that I dream of doing. It's the UTMB uh, 100 mile ultra marathon in France. And that is like, it's extremely hard to get in. You have to work so hard and get so many stones or whatnot to get in. But that, that's it. After that race, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> that's,
2: that's Mount Blanc, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that uh, publicized, people finishing that one on Facebook. Yeah. I would have to go with Boston, too.
4: Let's do it together. Come on, Alicia and John. i will fundraise $30,000 right? I
8: was going to yeah, say, no maybe, like, way down the road when I'm older, but... <laughs>
0: Uh, for me, my race uh, would be one of the majors, but actually uh, one that has not been discussed yet, and that is the Tokyo Marathon. Ooh. Tokyo Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah sure. For sure. Um, yeah, for... Actually, I don't even know how many of you here in the podcast group know this. Um, when I was in high school, I was an exchange student uh, for six weeks in uh, in Tokyo, and it was a life-changing experience, um, You know, even all of these years later. I am still in contact with my host family. Um, yeah, we have. I downloaded some Japanese instant messaging apps, so I I still um, you know communicate with them. I just I love the people. I love the culture. I just love the the sights and the sounds and the food and the fact that Tokyo Disneyland is the best park that Disney has ever created. Don't at me. <laughs> um, well, I should say Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. There you um,
3: go. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so to be able to, one, get back there, uh, because I have not been uh, in many, many years, uh, two, to be able to have, or to be able to say that my host family could be at the finish line to see me,
3: oh. um,
0: I, I think that would be really special, and it's a major. So yeah, Tokyo, America. Yeah, yeah it
2: makes perfect sense. I
4: think Thanks. the gang could go to Tokyo, right? Yeah.
0: Tokyo. Totally.
2: So right. Do it. Do, it. do it. <laughs> hey, hey, you,
0: go oh, you sound so good.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't know what that was, Jack, but that's okay.
0: Watashi wa nihongo chote.
2: Yeah, I know tode doko desu. Is, that, do I know is that.
4: that the the margaritas around Alicia?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that, that was uh, I speak Japanese a little bit, no. but I, I will learn how to say Alicia buys the margaritas in
3: Japanese <laughs> for
2: the next episode. That sounds good. <laughs> awesome. You know, yeah. I can't remember what I just said. Toi de uh, doku desu. That's not right.
0: I thought you were going to say uh, domo arigato, Mr. Roboto.
2: No, I was, yeah. asking, I, I, I was asking where the bathroom was.
0: Oterai uh, ni ikimasuka, I think. Uh, but it, uh, that it's, it's been, it's that been a while what, since since I've uh, I've taken Japanese. So. That
2: wasn't what I learned. I, I deployed to Japan for a couple of months, and we learned a few phrases. And one of them was, where's the bathroom? Toide. doku desu. That's what we learned. Yeah. And it worked.
8: So our next question comes from Allison. Um, She gave us a lot of information about previous races she's done. Um, She's done the New York City Marathon, Chicago Marathon. And what her question ends up being is, should she register for the New York City Marathon in 23 or save her pennies for Dopey in 2024? Or say YOLO and run Chicago 23 and Dopey 2024?
2: gang i think the bottom line answer and y'all can weigh in on this is allison we can tell you what we do but you have to figure out what you're going to do we love you we know you're uh we know you're tough we know you've uh we know you've finished races with a boot on and all that good stuff so we know you can do what you set your mind to but i think you're gonna have to make your own call on this we can weigh in uh i think uh, I might say the heck with it and run Chicago 23 and Dopey 24. But again, that's going to have to be up to you.
0: I vote YOLO. I yeah. vote YOLO,
4: YOLO. Might as well. YOLO. If All you right, need Allison. us to twist your arm, do it.
2: <laughs> All right. We We were on the fence when we were discussing this off air, but we came to a conclusion. By golly, do it. As Chris said last week, positive peer pressure. Positive. Yeah. Very good. Very good.
4: Our next question comes from Brandy and it's specifically for Bob. She asks, I always hear you reference your army days as a fellow army service member. Thank you so much, Brandy. What did you do in the army and how long did you serve?
2: Yeah. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you for the question and thank you for your service. And uh, when I came into the army in 1975, not a lot of people said that it came along later. So now Recognition of the, the service from all service members is much more common than it was back in those days. I served from 75 to 95, and I was uh, primarily a pilot. I flew the Army helicopters, the Army UH-1, the UE, the one that you see every time you see old footage of the Vietnam War. That was the UE. Uh, I flew the CH-47. That aircraft is still in existence. That's the big one about the size of a railroad car with large rotor system on the front and the back of the aircraft. And I also flew some uh, airplanes in the army. I flew some aircraft carrying passengers. The it's the army calls it a U-21. It's actually a, a commercial Beechcraft King Air. And I flew that also as an intel gathering bird in Korea. So that's what I did. And again, thanks for your service, I appreciate that. And I appreciate your question. That's super cool, Bob. Well, well, thanks, Allie. I, I appreciate it. That's, that was a big part of my life. Um, all right. We got an audio question, and it actually ties in with some of uh, our follow-on text questions. So let's play the audio question first.
1: Hey, gang. Happy 50th episode. My name's Dan. I am from Philadelphia, born and raised. Still live in Philadelphia now. Um, love the podcast. And I have a question for your Ask Us Anything. One of my favorite things to do after any event, specifically Run Disney, is to have an awesome brunch afterwards. And I have a couple of favorite restaurants that I like to go to in Disney. Um, But I wanted to know what are some of your favorite restaurants to enjoy your post-race meal after any Run Disney event. Thanks. Looking forward to the answers. Bye.
4: Yeah, so my favorite place to enjoy my post-race brunch is in my hotel bed, and I like to just grab some french fries or maybe like a, a veggie burger from like the quick service, and I take a shower, and I eat french fries in my bed and take a nap. I don't know <laughs>
0: what it is about Disney World french fries, but they just eat so differently. Oh. I don't know why, but I don't know what the the secret sauce is with that, but <laughs> yeah, no, you're spot They're on magical. there,
3: Allie.
8: They're magical
2: magical there you go alicia
8: so i have a few answers for this so i am definitely a brunch person i love everything about brunches um i absolutely loved going to the california grill wait no. is that what it's called yeah yeah california grill brunch but oh. unfortunately they don't have it right the now bring okay it <laughs> bring it back please hopefully they're bringing it back but other places that I like to go um, are Morimoto Asia, and then also Frontier Cochina in Disney Springs. Oh, really? Yeah, for, for brunches. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, they don't have like official brunches, but I go mm-hmm. at brunch time, and
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm in the same I'm in the same triangle. Art Smith's Homecoming, who does have a brunch Saturday and Sunday. And the other thing I used to enjoy. We used to do this, Alicia. We used to schedule a group thing after the 5K because we had plenty of time. And we go over to Tusker House for their buffet. I really enjoyed that too. Yep,
8: that was a good one. They just brought that back. The, yeah, the brunch or the, the buffet. buffet. Yes. Yeah,
2: they sure have.
0: Mine isn't necessarily a brunch, but my favorite post-race meal is Ohana dinner. Yeah, uh, that's because a good one. obviously you know, especially whether it's a half or a full, you're you're gonna be hungry, and Those as long noodles. as like. Exactly. I just could shove noodles yeah. in my mouth and those wings. Now, believe it or not, I'm actually a, of the the thought process that I actually enjoy the Ohana appetizers sometimes more than the, the quote-unquote <laughs> yeah. main course. Sure. Now, granted, unload a whole skewer of shrimp on my plate and I'm a happy camper um, and topped it off with a lapu lapu right out of a pineapple. But for me, it's Ohana dinner.
2: Very nice. You actually transitioned into a Texted question from Jordan. Jordan says, what's your favorite post-dopey celebration meal? So it sounds like that's what that would be for you.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, when I am in the airport on wine and dine half marathon morning, I will be on my phone uh, trying to schedule a lot of dinner <laughs> Dopey during marathon weekend. Because that's the crazy part is, yes, my, is. Si- my 60-day window opens – the half marathon Sunday of wine and dine. So that's going to be a real interesting uh, morning for me.
2: Yeah. I think mine does too. I'll have to do it during one of my walk breaks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anybody else want to tackle Jordan's question about favorite post dopey celebration meal?
5: You know what? I haven't done dopey yet, but I feel like since I've never done it, I really want to celebrate big with a nice juicy steak where at would Le you go Cellier. so yeah that's yeah. a good
2: place yeah. yeah i i don't i've done dopey 3 times i don't think i could tell you i'd have to i'd have to go back and research and look to see where i ate <laughs> after any one of them i don't know i did mine at the boathouse last year
4: ooh i heard that food's good it is. i've never it's been good. there i also have never done dopey before but i'm going the opposite of a steak, and i want to go to Um, Cape May and see Chef TJ is the like ultimate vegan chef and he does like a huge like five course meal and it ends with this giant tower of desserts and it's basically like a mug with like a giant skewer and in the skewer there's like ice cream sandwiches and cookies and all of this (gasps) stuff and it's topped with cotton candy and then drizzled with chocolate sauce. It's pretty special. Everything is delicious Uh, that he makes too.
2: Sounds good. Sounds good. I've got a lot of favorite Disney restaurants, but that's not really the question. I don't really have a post race, post dopey celebration meal. Besides, I'm doing just the marathon this year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't answer that question.
0: So, Jordan, that was a great first question, but he does have a couple more for us here. The first is during the marathon rides. Or no rides, and if you do do rides, which ones?
4: I would like to be a ride person. I haven't done a ride in the last two marathons because I've been too afraid. But this year, everything changes, and I'm going to attempt to ride the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic oh, so Rewind jealous. once You're we get brave. to Epcot. I'm going to try. So Aww. brave
2: for doing that. <laughs> That's a good ride. Yeah, it's a great ride. Yeah,
5: I wish. Like everybody talks about riding Everest during the marathon, yeah. But I get there early, and none of, no, nothing's
4: open. Yeah, I don't think it's open this year. I feel like it's closed for renovations.
3: Oh, this year. It,
2: it 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 was closed, closed during springtime.
4: Oh, it's gonna be yes. open for marathon.
2: Yeah, oh. no, it's yeah. Open, yep. no, it's back open. Yep, it's back open. That's now. a good okay. one too.
4: Maybe I'll yeah. ride that one.
2: <laughs> a, a lot of it depends on the course. Uh, the first year I ran the marathon, I definitely got there in time that i could have done in fact i think i got there right as it opened um i'm not quite as fast as jack so i got there right at opening so i had time but i was my first marathon and it was my first dopey and i didn't want to risk anything so i didn't do it i would be tempted this year if i can maintain a decent pace to ride something uh tower of terror uh uh you should get Everest. Genie Plus,
5: get yourself right through the... Yeah, that's what lane. you have. That,
2: yeah, that's <laughs> that would be the way to go. And people, what they used to do, they used to do fast pass. They used to mm-hmm. figure, all right, I've got a one hour window. Uh, I think I can be pretty uh, sure that I'll hit the race, at a, uh, the race, the ride at about this time. So, yeah, so far, um, Jordan, haven't done it, but I would definitely consider it. And if I did, I think it'd be one of those two. It'd be Everest or Tower of Terror.
0: I mean, the one thing to take in into consideration here is you would have to think if you hopped in line, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're wearing a bib, I think people would be kind enough to maybe let you creep up in the line a little bit quicker, and not to mention the fact that with how smelly we all could be um they probably wouldn't want to ride with you so yeah yeah sure you go ahead go ahead go go in front of me i'll grab the next one you know what i
5: just thought of what if like you started using your strava at the beginning of the race and let's say you get all the way over to everest do you imagine you'd be running your fastest mile on the everest ride as you're going through it Oh, That's people! So yeah, funny. it would show up on Strava.
2: Oh, people do that, Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, at the end of almost every marathon or dopey, people will show their Strava, and it will show them on those rides. Yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about.
5: Yeah. That's so funny.
2: Yeah, that'd be oh, cool. I love
5: it. Yeah.
0: All right, and then Jordan's last question, and and this could be a very very important question, and that is during the marathon. What is your preferred adult beverage from World Showcase?
2: (laughs) Okay, I I have yet to cross the marathon finish line with an adult beverage. I'm going to try to make that change this year. I tried to do it uh, last year. I think it was last year. I can't remember. I tried to do it once. One of my favorite beverages, adult beverages, is from the Joy of Tea stand outside the China Pavilion.
3: Ooh. My wife
2: and I both like Tipsy Ducks in Love.
3: Aww.
2: Tipsy Ducks in Love is uh, half, half iced coffee, half iced tea, some cream, and a shot of bourbon. And we like it. So I go up there. I ask the girl, Tipsy Ducks in Love, and she says, we don't have it. no i said i've been 25 miles waiting for this so i did not stop i think otherwise i think i'd stop for a margarita which is pretty common anybody stop in the german area for a beer Well, that's what
0: I was going to say. So, I mean, obviously, I've only done one marathon, and I didn't have the guts to do it because, you know, I was afraid of time. And, you know, like John mentioned in our marathon recap episode, you know, we were both terrified that if we stopped, we weren't going to be able to get going again. But for me, yes, Bob, it would either be the uh, margarita out of the margarita stand in Mexico or in Germany. I would get – now, granted, you probably really – can't classify this as beer and i know i'm going to butcher the name but the show and hoffa hoffa yeah yep. the grapefruit beer yep. uh from germany yeah yep. i I could grab a big pint of that and and, and take that with me I, that's a good I choice that one grab I a giant
4: actually, pint and a giant pretzel and cross the finish line No, there you go right
2: there. people do that too i actually uh i actually had one last time we were recording if, we're, if you will recall i had a can of that here And the alcohol content on that is like 3.5%. Yeah. So that's not a bad one to have after the marathon. And it tastes good, too. All right. Thank you, Jordan. We appreciate you sending your questions in. Let's go back to an audio question.
10: Hi, everyone at Rise and Run Podcast. This is your friend Amy from the UK. Congratulations on 50 episodes. As you know, on the 2nd of October, I'm running the London Marathon. So my question to you all is can you agree on one Disney-related song that I should put on my race day playlist? It would be really great to have a song pop up that's been chosen by the group. Uh, You've been answering lots of my questions and the podcast has really been helping me through my longer runs. So I'm super excited to see what it is you will
2: choose. Okay, Amy, here's the thing. Your question is, can we agree on one Disney-related song? I'm not sure we agree on anything, <laughs> so, but, but we'll do our best. We'll do our best gang. How about some suggestions for our friend, Amy over in, uh, in England? Okay. I'll, I'll start with life is a highway.
5: Oh, I love that.
2: Is that a Disney oh, Yeah, moment? it's on is
5: cars. It? I watched cars for the first okay, time. A few fair
2: days enough. Ago. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good one. I, I didn't associate that with Disney, but it's not bad.
8: So mine is kind of unconventional, but supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Thank you. I, I like it's that. It's on my running playlist. Thank <laughs> you. It's very upbeat, and it just gets me going. So it's yeah. always on my run playlist.
2: And I can still yeah. say "dosius ali expiastic fragiliorupus."
8: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which I learned when I was ten years old. Okay, and I haven't forgotten it no kidding my wife would talk about how all the kids know all the words to frozen and everything and when i was a kid everybody knew mary poppins um i yeah good question i don't listen to music when i run um i liked Super Califragilistic supercalifragilisticexpialidocious also alicia um i thought of uh you're welcome from moana i kind of like the Beat in that one yeah. that's kind of peppy see most of my favorite disney songs are the old classics and i wouldn't use them during a run uh i love oh my god i love hearing when you wish upon a star coming down main street i mean yeah. it, it brings tears to my eyes but that's not actually going to be a peppy upbeat song that you want to um so yeah so that's that's a couple of my suggestions who else has suggestions we're going to, and we're going to decide on a song here oh we will we yeah,
0: yeah absolutely okay uh mine would be, and, and this is no surprise to anybody, I'm going with eye to eye uh from the goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
8: yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> um mine is a bit out of the box as usual, but um I really like the movie Zootopia and I'm actually really excited for it to come to Animal Kingdom. I'm a little sad that they're taking out Daniel Land, but I really think the song by Shakira, "Try Everything," it's a very upbeat, fun song, mm-hmm. and it's it's so great. You just want to sing it out loud, and
4: um, that's the one I would do. If I was being mean, I would put "It's a Small World After All" on your playlist. And <laughs> what about the Tiki be- Room? Or the Tiki Room? <laughs> the tiki room. <laughs> but I would say, if you want to, um, if you want to feel inspired and maybe maybe get a little cry going on your run. Go the distance from Hercules. Yeah. Is
3: the Absolutely, thousand percent. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yes. All right, Amy. I think, I think if we're going to agree on anything, I think we've got our song there. I think, uh, I think Allie recommended it to you. Go the distance. You can do it. Okay. Back to the message questions from our friend Jonathan over in Haifa, Israel. I like this one. This is short, sweet, and to the point. Gang, is it PR or PB? PR. PR?
5: PR, because PB sounds like a PB&J sandwich. Peanut butter, right. yeah.
0: Which you've never had before.
5: No, <laughs> well, I had it
2: now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I, I, I say PR.
2: PR. I also PR. Say PR. PR. PR, although when written... Yeah, I don't see PB as an abbreviation very often. Now, when written out, I do see personal best written out quite often but i see pr personal record much more often than that hey we got another amy question here different amy
4: hey rise and run gang this is amy from albuquerque when i first started running i used to reward myself after an exceptionally long run or finishing a goal race by purchasing myself a new running outfit do you all reward yourselves and if you do what do you do Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. You bet I do, Amy. <laughs> I don't know how
2: to jump into it. What do you do? What do you what do you do, Alec?
4: So I reward myself by giving myself a manicure after every long run, which I just did um after finishing the thirteen mile uh, long run this past yeah. weekend.
2: I'll have to think about that. Okay, I thought about it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> anybody I, else
4: I'm
8: very food motivated so that's yeah, cool I I love to have a donut after my long training runs um if I can get it but lately I've been craving like random things after my long run so like when I did my marathon a few weeks ago I was craving my homemade spaghetti so I texted my mom okay. in the middle of the run and said can you please make the the homemade spaghetti sauce she's like if that's really what you want. So that's I reward Yep. I reward <laughs> myself with whatever food I'm craving.
2: I like that. Aww. No, that's cool. I think a lot of folks do the food thing. Um, I don't.
8: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I don't know that I particularly have one. Anybody else have one?
5: I mean, depending on the distance, let's say for marathon day, a nap, but with no timer.
3: That's nice. Ooh. <laughs> that's
2: nice I, I like that that's a good one uh a, a stay in the hot tub maybe
3: mm,
5: oh yeah
2: yeah not so popular around here in july and august but maybe in the next month or two um any other rewards
4: no yeah, but i think that's nice i think it's nice to um find something something little that you can give yourself or like a, like you said like a race outfit or something like that and then you know if you're thinking about not doing that run, you have something that you can sort of reward yourself with. So if, if you guys don't have something, maybe this is the time to to give yourself some little segmented rewards throughout your training.
2: Yeah, I've, I've actually read uh, Jeff suggesting that, Jeff Galloway suggesting that, to reward yourself after the race with a milkshake or something like that. Or or perhaps some item bought from Pheidippides. No, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff, didn't, Jeff didn't say that. I just thought I'd toss it in. All right, we've got, we're coming to the end here. Um, We've got some more written questions.
5: So Alisa asked two questions. Her first question being, when getting to longer runs, like 20 plus miles, uh, we obviously want to run them all at once. What if we need to break that up into two different runs in the same day due to the amount of time it takes, whether, is that okay or should we avoid that?
0: I can answer that one. Um, you know, sitting on plenty of customized training calls with Coach Twigs, um, he's all about that. He's all for. I mean, Jack. I think you have yes. done that yourself. You know, with your ultra training and everything like that. But I believe he said, and and please correct me on this if I'm wrong. But if you you can take a break, but as long as it is no longer than a two hour gap. You mm-hmm. get the same endurance benefit as if you went the whole way through, but anything greater than two hours, then you would not be getting uh, the equal
2: benefit. Yeah, it becomes two se becomes two separate runs. Yep, two hours. So there you go, Lisa.
5: And her second question is: Is have any of you done the Pittsburgh Marathon weekend? Uh, she says that she has done three half marathons and signed up for the Steel Challenge, the five k and thirteen point one mile race.
2: No, <laughs> I have not. I have not. I don't think any one of us has. Not, no. I think uh, probably Greg's the closest. Greg Yeah, John. but I mean,
0: the, the crazy thing about Pennsylvania is that to get from Philly to Pittsburgh is close to a six hour drive. Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah. So yeah. We're, yeah. We are that big of a state, but um, yeah. Plus I feel like as an Eagles fan, I couldn't do a challenge that was <laughs> Steelers related. Uh So yeah. go birds.
3: Oh, so, so.
2: I meant to add go birds to Dan's question. I was going to come out with that. Nobody, no, no Pittsburgh runners here, unfortunately, but you're signed up for the steel challenge. 5k and 13.1. I hope you have fun. Uh, probably probably hilly i would think Uh Uh, just western pennsylvania i think probably hilly but uh enjoy it all right we've got uh one more audio question from a listener
10: hey gang it's sarah idiak again i am coming at you with a question for your ask me anything episode um but what i'm curious about is non-run disney events Um, We all love Run Disney and Run Disney is fantastic, but I've been kind of putting together my own personal little bucket list of events that I'd like to try out in the future. Um, And I'd love to know what you guys have on your list as far as your number one bucket list non-Run Disney event. It could be a race, obviously, but whether it's trail or road or maybe a triathlon or um, anything like that. I'd love to know what your number one kind of bucket list item is non Disney. And then I'd also love to know if you have a favorite non Disney event that you've already participated in um, what that was and what made it so great. Thanks guys. I can't wait for episode 50 and I look forward to hearing your answers.
2: Thank you, Sarah. Good question. I We've, we've talked around this before uh i'll start i'm going to give you uh, you asked for one favorite non-run disney event i'm going to give you two down here in florida uh the first one is over on the west coast it's in tampa and that is the gasparilla run weekend there's a series of events uh golly a 5k 8k 10k half full is there full no there's no full anyway i think it's a 5k 8k 10k and half they run two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Really terrific event. The only problem with it is it is Princess Weekend. Mm-hmm. My second favorite non-run Disney event, also in Florida, is on the other coast. And it is always the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And that's the Space Coast Marathon and Half Marathon. I want to do that one. Oh, yeah. Terrific. Absolutely terrific event. A lot of support. Flat course. weather's usually very nice for running highly recommended how about you guys
4: i would like to run the strip at las vegas strip at night yeah i think mm-hmm. that one would be a really cool one to run i haven't done uh, it yet but I'd, ro- I'd really like to
2: so rock and roll vegas
4: yeah i think so
2: yeah i think so too
0: since we're bending the rules here a little bit i'll, I'll give two as well um the first is the one that we just talked about uh, last week. And that is the bird in hand half marathon. Um, that's even though I've only done it twice and I've recently done it, it has really ascended um, my list of, of favorite races. But if you're looking for something a little bit shorter, um, one of my favorites uh, here in the Philadelphia area is the broad street run. Oh yeah. I believe it is the largest 10 mile race in the country. And it's just a straight shot down broad street uh, from North Philadelphia. Uh, you go around City Hall, and you end up down to sports stadiums where the Eagles and the Sixers and the Flyers play. A lot, of, a lot of great encore support there. Uh, a lot of spectators. Uh, it's a really, really nice race.
4: Well, if we're doing two, the other one I would choose is that if you want to get spooky, ooky During like the Halloween season, you can go to Salem, Massachusetts, and they have a five k and ten k, and I'm sorry, a five k and a six point six six mile run and you dress as either an evil clown for the 5k or um the devil for the 6.66 mile run and it's kind of crazy to see people running through salem massachusetts doing that so that one's really fun
5: my favorite race that i've done this non uh non-run disney is lake sonoma yeah Mm -hmm. it's an ultra but i will say it is one of the most beautiful courses i have ever run and if you don't want to do an ultra, that's okay because they actually have a marathon distance as well that they do the same day as the 50 milers and you get to see the same thing um, that you would for 50 miles, except 50 miles gets to turn around and do it again. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I, I highly recommend that even if you just want to do the marathon, but um, besides ultra races, I would say the Chicago marathon was oh, good. legit.
4: Yeah,
2: so cool.
5: Yeah, like the crowd just hypes you up like no one's business. It was just, it was magical.
2: And if you do Lake Sonoma, you get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
5: Yeah, they have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, that wraps up the question we got from listeners, but we're not quite done. We've got a couple questions that we've, we want to put on a tee for ourselves here because there's stories we'd like to share so let me start hey greg what gate what game show did you sleep on the sidewalk to see (laughs) i spent the
0: spring break of my junior year of college sleeping on the sidewalk to see the price is right yes
3: (laughs) that's so cool (laughs)
0: Uh, I have an infatuation with that show, as did every kid who was ever sick in yeah. the nineties um, <laughs> yeah. you know when you were home from school but my uh, my mother shared this story with me um, years ago that when I was a baby. Um, whenever Rod Roddy, uh the old announcer during the Bob Barker days, oh, yes, uh yes. would say come on down, apparently my eyes would light up and I would giggle profusely. <laughs> uh so that was my my first iteration with that. So her and I have had a, a special bond over the prices, right? You know, I've always loved the games and plinko and and everything like that. And then, you know, so when I was in college and Bob Barker announces his retirement from the show, I looked at my, I looked at my best friend, who I found that was also a massive Prices Right fan. I was like, we got to go. So <laughs> we got tickets for every single taping that was happening during our spring break. And we flew out to L.A. and I stayed in the crappiest hotel in Koreatown. And I remember initially we knew that we were going to have to get in line early. We just didn't know how early. So we flew in, got dinner, and I was like, you know, I've never driven around L.A. before in Hollywood, so I just needed to lay <laughs> the land. So we drove down, uh, you know, the famous Beverly Boulevard of uh, the CBS <laughs> Studios. And I want to say this was about 7.30, 8 o'clock on Sunday night. And I'm not kidding you when I say that there was a line of about 100 people.
3: Oh, wow. And
0: literally, my buddy and I and the other people that joined us on the trip we all looked at each other and said we gotta get in line now so i drove like a crazy man back to the hotel we stripped all the linens off of our hotel beds and then we drove back and i slept on the sidewalk to (laughs) see the, the prices right and over the course of that uh short trip i saw two tapings i had an interaction with Bob Barker during one of the commercial breaks, which I will forever hold in my heart. Unfortunately, didn't make it down to contestants' row, but yeah, so prices are nice. Great. I love Good it. So oh, cool.
2: Good story, Greg.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have one for Allie. And um, I know you used to live in New Orleans. That's right. And I know I, I've always said that New Orleans is on my short list of places that I want to retire to. Um, it's the one greatest day. city
4: in the United States.
0: Absolutely. Um, but I think you said to me one time in passing that you led a Mardi Gras parade. How exactly did yeah. that work?
4: <laughs> I um, was very fortunate. To have lived in New Orleans for five years. And I own a roller skate shop um, outside of doing this podcast. I own a skate shop called the Bruce Boutique Skate Shop, and we used to have a location in New Orleans. And so I created a very special bond with the Big Easy Roller Girls down there in the New Orleans Brass, which is the men's team. Um, And so the Big Easy Roller Girls are the the um inaugural um i guess you can call it crew so the inaugural crew that leads the muses parade and the muses parade is um a parade of all women and so um i was very very lucky to be invited to share that uh, that that privilege with them and skate uh, all throughout new orleans And uh, it's just one of those things that I will, again, like once in a lifetime, well, I did a few times, but um, (laughs) it's one of those once in a lifetime experiences that I will carry with me forever. (laughs) It's so
2: awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool.
4: Yeah. That's neat. Okay. So Bob... I know the answer to this one, because I've heard you tell the story before, but I would like to ask you this question. Um, Which famous celebrity did you literally run into?
2: Yeah. And anybody that's known me for more than a week has heard this before, except I've never talked about it on the podcast. When I was a, uh, golly, I guess I was, I don't know if I was a college student. I was a young man, lived outside Philadelphia, and I would frequently get to the spectrum a friend and i went to see boxing matches at the spectrum and they were good boxing matches they weren't necessarily prize fights they weren't uh, title fights uh but they were people espn used to show them the number four ranked guy against number seven ranked guy whatever i had never seen boxing live before and my buddy and i had good seats not exactly ringside but we were pretty close we had good seats now we knew the spectrum so well that we would alternate Buying the snacks, and it was my turn to go buy the pizza. I'm sitting on the aisle. The aisle's on my left. Okay. And my buddy says, Come on, man. It's time for you to get the pizza. I said, All right. Well, now wait until they announce the winner of this fight. So they announced the decision. I turned to my buddy. I said, Okay, I'm gone. I pivot and, like a typical 18 or 19 year old, pay no attention to what's going on around me, take two steps up the aisle, and bam, I run smack dab into a guy. I ran into Joe Frazier, the heavyweight (laughs) champion of the world. Uh, He was not the champ at the time, but he had been the heavyweight champion. Now, man, oh, man. First of all, it was like running into a brick wall. Yeah, did you
4: bounce off of him? (laughs) Yeah, not
2: so much. See, uh, I'm pretty good size myself. I did not knock Joe Frazier backwards, (laughs) but neither did I. Neither did I stumble. But I remember my jaw dropping. It was like, A-ga-ga-ga. and uh, he was, the crowd recognized him as he was walking down. He he was not fighting. He had a gym in Philadelphia, the Cloverleaf Gym, where he trained boxers. And one of his boxers was in the next match. So he was making his way down the ringside to watch that next boxer. Uh, but I have never forgotten that. And Joe didn't, he never, the grin never left his face. He was smiling, waving at fans on either side of the aisle. And uh, he just kind of looked at me and, Moved aside and walked on down. But I, I like when I tell this story. I say, who is the most intimidating person on the planet that you can literally run into? And I think you can never get close enough to the president. You could never get close enough to the pope. But on some days, you can get close enough to the heavyweight champ. I did. I ran smack into him. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's my story. You've all heard my Joe Frazier story now, um, John. Question for you. What celebrities crashed your junior high dance? Okay, so we got to go
6: back in time to like 1982 um, in junior high. Actually, it was two celebrities. Well, one wasn't really a celebrity at the time, but uh, I went to school with uh, Joe Pesci's uh, daughter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
6: so he, we, we knew him as, you know, Joe Pesci, not Joe Pesci the actor. Uh, so we're at our school Valentine's Day ba- dance down there, and all of a sudden, uh, the genie himself comes walking in. Uh, Robin Williams. <gasps>
3: oh wow! That's amazing. Oh, wow.
6: So at the, at the so so this is 1982. Uh, he wasn't really he was known as Mork from Mork basically. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So you can imagine like 500 kids going up to him going nanu nanu <laughs> the in- the, in- the entire time. So we're sitting there like there's Robin Williams and Joe Pesci is like in the corner, you know, no one's paying attention to him because, you know, what the, the only thing he did at that time that anyone would know would be Raging Bull. And I don't know how many uh, yeah. 12, 12, 13 year olds no, watch I, Raging Bull. Not so much. But yeah, that was a very exciting night. That's pretty cool. I didn't have my rainbow suspenders on either, though. So oh, <laughs> Missed opportunity there, John. Yeah, that's
4: a great story.
6: Yeah. So Jack, what's your next big race besides Dopey?
4: So I'm really excited
5: to say it because I went, so we're recording this on a Tuesday night. Um, So it was with Chris Twiggs and I haven't been going to the meetings. And then I finally went to the meeting tonight and I asked a very specific question. I was like, how do you train for an ultra without having the hills to work on? And he gave me some things to as options. And so I was like, so it's possible to, do an ultra without hills correct technically speaking and he said yes and I said, I said okay so um i talked to david and he's crewing me for the black canyon 100k ultra marathon in arizona in february so Amazing. i'll be running that wow. race yeah Yay. <laughs> i'm excited uh if i could do it under 17 hours so my lake sonoma was in 13 hours and 23 minutes and if i keep that same pace um, I will qualify for the one hundred mile ultra for Western States one hundred lottery. Oh wow! So, yeah, so yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, I, I I'm all giddy now. I I like the challenge of a distance. The distance is what makes me happy. Um, and I've kind of figured that out, and I'm back to my happy place with hopefully. Going on trails and I'm so happy
8: for you, Jack, because I know you've been (laughs) wanting something more to to look forward to. So this is really exciting. Thank
5: you. I'm excited to share the story.
2: Sounds great, Jack. Sounds great. Dang, that was fun. I I learned I've known you (laughs) I've known you guys for a while and I learned a whole lot tonight. That was fun. And to the folks who took the time to send in questions either through email or text message. Are especially those who took the time to record an audio for us. We hope you enjoyed it. We had fun doing it. We love interacting with you. Thank you so much. So now it's time for the race report. All right, my friends. Let's start this week's race report on Friday. Let's start up north in Buffalo, New York for the Buffalo Bills 50-yard finish 5K at High Mark Stadium. And as luck would have it, with us tonight in the Race Report Spotlight, we've got Brian and Karen, who ran that event. How are you guys. How are you doing?
9: Good. How are you? Good.
2: Oh, uh, we're doing. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really appreciate it. We look forward to these little interviews. Well, let's start, let's start with the event this time uh well let's yeah let's start with the event how did it go how was your run this weekend
1: um it was it was a good run it was a, a great night i think it was about what 73 74 oh
2: that's um, nice and it was nighttime huh nighttime event uh,
1: yeah, 6 6 15 start okay um so it was getting getting the sun was low oh okay um but yeah it was a it was a nice night uh i think it was like two thousand people for the race that's pretty good
9: Lining up for the race, we saw Coach McDermott on the sidelines. That was
2: exciting. oh, supporting the cause. Huh? That's good. You should do things like that. That's great. Ended in the stadium. Did it start in or near the stadium or?
1: Um, it started outside the stadium, between the stadium and the Bills Fieldhouse. Um, so we got to like go behind the stadium where you're not usually allowed to walk or drive or anything. So we got to see areas that I've never seen before.
2: I guess so. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then out into the community at all, 5K, three miles, maybe not, didn't spread, uh, didn't stray too far from the from the park, I guess.
1: No, it was just uh, some side streets around the stadium. We kind of looped around and then came back in front, front of the stadium and ran through the tunnel and onto the field.
2: That's neat. That is neat. So you literally finished on the field at the 50, huh?
1: Yeah, right, right at the 50-yard line. We ran past, like, the locker rooms, the media rooms, uh, cool. all that stuff. It was cool.
2: That is cool. That is cool. I was looking for one. The the Bucks down here in Tampa Bay have one, but
1: no, nah,
2: it starts outside the stadium, finishes outside the stadium, never goes in, and then they say chase you out. It's on game day, and uh, they say, all right, if you're not done by such and such a time, go right back to your car and leave. And I'm not a heck with that. <laughs> this yours sounds like a whole lot more fun.
1: Yeah, I think the whole appeal of it was actually being able to be on the field where you know the Bills. Play. Oh, it is.
2: I yeah. think that's a I think that's a neat thing. And like you said, running through the tunnel, how cool is that?
9: That part was so cool. And on like there were markers on the ground that show which side is the Bill side and which side is the visiting team side and it was a very neat experience to run through.
2: Well, that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. what did the medal look like? I, I didn't see a picture.
1: Um, it was it was like a shield and it said like it had the Bills logo and it said fifty yard line finish. It wasn't, you know, too.
9: The Lanyard said Buffalo
1: Bills twenty twenty
2: two on it. Cool. So they didn't they didn't make a little Lombardi trophy for Oh, never mind. Well it'll be
1: next year after the win. It. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry guys. Hey, hey, we were talking beforehand. Uh where, where were y'all we're recording on Tuesday, where were y'all last night?
1: We were uh at the Bills game for the Monday night football. Yeah, the Bills and the Titans. Yeah.
2: That was close. that was a close contest.
1: <laughs> yeah, for the first ten minutes. Well, yeah,
2: I mean the coin toss and all that was very dramatic. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was uh, it was an absolutely crazy game. There was, uh, We were at the playoff game last year, and this was probably crazier than that. It was loud. It was exciting. It was electric.
2: People fired up in Buffalo?
1: Oh, yeah. They
2: should be. They oh, should be. Yes. That's a good ball club. It's a long season. We're only two games into it, but that's the way to start. So, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Speaking of start, let's talk about how you two got started in running. Who wants uh, to go first? Me. Cool. <laughs> she
1: started first, though.
9: So. Yeah, I started first. Um, so I started running like a lot of people who have been interviewed on this podcast um, because somebody told me about a Disney race. Uh-huh. And I went, what do you mean I can run through Disney? Well, I don't know how to run, but I'm going to figure out how to run.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
9: So in uh, 2016, I registered for the 2017 Princess Weekend. And then I registered for Tink in Disneyland and I was like, okay,
3: All
2: right. I'm going to
9: do this crazy coast to coast thing and I'm going to do one race in Disney world and one race in Disneyland. And then I never have to run again.
2: Uh huh.
9: seeing as I'm training for my second dopey in 2022, that didn't go hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that didn't last long. <laughs> and, and Disneyland, that, that was, did they cancel that or did that one go?
9: that went in 2017. It was like the second to last.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad it did. That's cool. So Disney brought you in. Hey, you're right. There's a whole bunch of us that got into or back into or back into running because of run Disney. Brian, what about you?
1: Um, well, we, so I got started running because of her naturally. That's Um, cool. Yeah. We started dating. January of 2021. And um, she had signed up for, shortly thereafter, signed up for Wine and Dine weekend. And I didn't really know much about it. But then we ran a local Dunkin' Donut dash that was three quarters of a mile. And um, oh, nice! it was kind of fun. And so then I, or there were still spots available for Wine and Dine. So I signed up for that. And um, then it was just the ball rolling down the hill. We were there. And I was like, oh, hey, there's a half marathon spot weekend open for Marathon Weekend. Signed up for that. Even though I had to work, I flew down for the day. Did that and then flew back home.
2: Oh, you! Oh, you did! Wow.
1: Yeah, um, I That's signed up. That's brave. For, I signed up for the virtual dopey and I ran the virtual dopey uh, around Webster, New York, which is very boring.
3: <laughs>
1: um, there's no character stops. There's no really nothing. No. Um, and then it's just been the ball rolling down the hill. And uh, this year we set the goal to do an in-person race every month. Yeah, and we are nine for nine. And we got the rest of the year lined up. And yeah, that,
2: yeah, that's one of the reasons I grabbed you here for the spotlight. I see you on there all the time. I think that's great. Uh, what's been your favorite so far this year?
1: Um, personally, I was a big fan of the first Rochester uh, half marathon we did, um, the Flower City Challenge back in April. Um, because it was like my first real, like not that a 5K is not a real race, but it was my first long-distance race here in our hometown. Uh, that was cool
10: and you PR'd
9: that race right
1: yeah every half marathon I've PR'd because I've only done like four so that's okay man better
2: that's very good that's very good
9: you proof of time pr
2: yeah yeah oh good good good
1: oh yeah I think I remember you making a note of that yeah 204 for that race oh yeah
2: yeah 204 is a good yes that's solid that's a that's a solid corral placement I'm now I'm going by history, okay? I never know what they're going to do from one year to the next, but yeah, two four used to be a good solid time. And regardless of what they do, I know it's going to be a good corral placement for you because that's that's just a good time.
1: It's one of those things. I don't know if I'll even take that placement. I'll probably end up going start wherever she starts, just because you know it's more fun to sure. have out in the corral's um, or start groups. And um, but I was just like, it's kind of just nice having like a lower number on your bib.
2: It's cool. You're right, and and I understand. I've done that myself. I've, I've dropped back, and that's cool. Um, did you have a favorite, Karen?
9: Uh, my favorite race of the year was probably Marathon in January at Disney. because it At Disney? My, yeah, yeah, it was my first full. Good for but you. For years, I said I would never do a full. Um,
2: uh-huh, uh-huh.
9: I didn't train as well as I probably should have because on my 15-mile run last year, I sprained my ankle really bad. Ooh. Um, But I finished. I was one the yeah. last five finishers on the field, but I finished. So this year, I'm just going to do better than that, and it'll be fine. <laughs>
2: that, that is, that will be fine. Well, of course even you said if you do it again,
9: yeah, we see how that worked out for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Heck, even if you do the same as you did last year, it'll be fine because you'll have finished, and really, that's all that matters. That's great. Um, so you're you're down at Disney World for a marathon weekend. Uh, anything big between now and then?
1: Um, we are actually in a stretch right now where we have three half marathons within four weeks. Um, okay. Oh, so this, wow. week, this weekend we're running the Rochester half marathon. Uh huh. Um, next Sunday we're running the wine glass half marathon in Corning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're familiar then, with that one.
1: And then two weeks after that, we're doing the Excelsior challenge at the New York state fairgrounds. Uh, we're doing a 10 K on Saturday and a uh, half marathon on Sunday. Because we figure if we're doing all these training runs for Dopey, we might as well get medals and shiny things.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and all, it's All good training, run. yeah. It's always easier to run in the race setting for me, at least.
2: Yeah. We, we sometimes refer to those as catered training runs where we're not out to do anything impressive. We're using them to train for the event in January. And we don't have to carry our own uh, hydration because it's out there for us. And we don't have to worry about rest stops because they're out there for us. Yeah. They're catered. Catered yeah. training
1: runs. Yes, and good then one, for, good for you. Too. Yes, wine and dine. Oh, you're you're going to be there in November. Yeah, she's oh. doing every race.
2: Perfect. Outstanding for the whole Perfect season. Perfect season. I had a girl. Good for you. I'm I'm there all four weeks. Many of us are there all four weeks. At least one of us. I think Allie's a Allie. You you've got all the races.
4: I got them all too. I'll see you yeah. there.
2: Yeah. I'm there all four weekends, not for all the races though, but I am there all four weekends and it'll be it'll be a blast. We'll be looking forward to seeing you there. So question is you're running down the field.
6: Are you faking carrying a football?
1: <laughs> you know, I should have thought about that. There are some people out there running in full pads and helmets and everything and a oh, lot wow. of people have footballs and I'm like, next year, next year, that's gonna be me. <laughs>
9: Um, I did not try to carry a football. I was just smiling because he was recording me from the sidelines because he's far faster than I am. And I was like, look, I'm going to get a video of me running down the field.
2: Oh, beautiful. That's great.
1: Yeah. That's and I, great. And I try to take a video of running through the tunnel and everything. And, you know, naturally it's very bouncy because, when yeah. um, but, um, yeah, I got tried to get myself a video of the jumbotron with me finishing, but the camera did not like filming the jumbotron.
2: I nah, know it ends up being kind of goofy, doesn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's all right.
2: Well, guys, it sounds like you did great. Uh, once again, I appreciate you taking the time to join us here. And good luck with your upcoming runs. And we look forward to seeing you in November.
9: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.
2: Okay. Thanks, guys. I, I always enjoy doing the race report spotlights. We'll get around to you one of these days. I promise we've got people in the queue and it's, just a good time wanted to mention in the race report that the berlin marathon is this weekend i don't have anybody on our list as going to berlin this year so if you go please put it into facebook and let us know how you did and show us some photos and good luck good luck to everyone running berlin on friday this week also along with brian and karen Laura did the Wildlands Zoo Run 5K in the Netherlands. I know Laura sent us photos, and when I went back, I couldn't find them. However, she finished, did a great job. Congratulations, Laura. Now, for the rest of the report, this is a long report, but it's a little bit unusual. I looked and looked, and there are a bunch of folks I did not hear from. You signed up in the report, so I know you were running, but... We didn't get a result. So I'm going to mention them anyway and assume that you did a great job and had fun over the weekend on Friday and Saturday up in Nova Scotia, Canada. It was the Maritime Race Weekend featuring the Tartan Twosome, a Sunset 5K and a Coastal 10K. And there was also a Sunrise 5K on Saturday. We had Janice participated Joy is doing them virtually. And I did see a post from Lori. Lori showed us that it was really chilly in Nova Scotia for the Sunrise 5K, but she had a great one. She finished under 30 minutes and fifth in her age group. So well done, Lori. Let's continue on Saturday in Dallas, Texas. Kristen ran the Tour de Fleur half marathon. Lexi, not Lexi who's here with us tonight, but another Lexi on Long Island, New York, ran the Hamptons Marathon. Ironic because our Lexi will be in New York in a few weeks. Jay ran two. Jay ran the Stillwater Boom Site Log Run 10-Miler in Stillwater, Minnesota, and the Point Blubber Run 5K in Stevens Point wisconsin nice double up there jay rachel rachel sent us some photos rachel did the oasis zoo run 10k and 5k in toronto Toronto, canada she ran them both weather looked great for those events have some nice pictures that she took while she was in the zoo ashton and her husband The Travis Mannion Foundation 9-11 Heroes Run looked like a beautiful morning for a 5K. Great photos. Ashton said, we didn't place, but we had a great time. And by golly, that's really all that counts, isn't it? Our friend Joe, Fort Smith, Arkansas, the Teal Stampede 5K. Joe finished first in his age group and pointed out, no, I'm not. Joe pointed this out, that he was able to mount the podium for his first place for recognition of his first place finish without falling. So that was a good thing. Thanks for the pictures there, Joe. Well done. Todd ran the Adirondack distance festival 10 K in Adirondack park, New York. Jason sent us some photos of the rough Creek trail run 10 K in Glen Rose, Texas. And Jason won his age group, another age group winner. Way to go. Uh, Great photos. This one looked pretty tough. It was hot. It looked like there some really tough hills in this one. Rough Creek uh, uh, trail run was appropriately named. Well done, Jason. Pamela, our friend Pamela, who you know ran in costume, did the Elm Creek 13.1 in Maple Maple Grove, Minnesota. Kind of a rainy day. Looked like it was a pretty course. Uh, It was a paved trail course, I think is the best way to describe it looked very nice. I saw some wooden bridge type crossings and looked like a good run. Nice job, Pamela. Sarah and Sarah, I'm probably going to mess this one up. The Kalispell Parkline 10K in Kalispell, Montana. I'm not sure if that's right or not. Again, it looked like another beautiful morning with temps in the fifties. Sarah said there was a great beer fest afterward. Well, Right there. You can't do much better than that. She mentioned the Slow AF Run Club. She said she finished last, but did a four minute PR. And I remember looking at the times. uh, Sarah had a very respectable time here. It was just a small group. So she, I think there's something, I think you can have a source of pride in being the last finisher. Again, you, because you finished. She also mentioned that uh, the race directors supported all the way up to the last person there. So Sarah, great job. Way to go. Our good friend coach, Chris Twiggs was in Dayton, Ohio. He was pacing for the five hour group at the air force marathon in Dayton finished at five hours, zero minutes and zero seconds. That's, that's pretty close to his pace and that's awfully darn good. Um, I've noticed here that Delaney and Luke were there also doing the half, but I didn't hear anything there. That finishes Saturday. Let's take a look at Sunday. On Sunday in the city of brotherly love, Brianna and Grace were at the Philadelphia distance run. Uh, Grace sent us some photos. She did the 5K. Brianna also sent us some photos. Brianna did the half. She PR'd. She sent us some pictures of the Rocky statue and also the art museum. This race starts and ends in front of the art museum. Nicely done. Andrea did the iron horse half marathon. We got another DLF in a very small field, but again, a very respectable time here. And a uh, good job, Andrea. This is a pretty area in Kentucky with the rolling Hills. Reminded me of the one that Greg and I did just a few weeks ago in central Pennsylvania. Very beautiful. Great photos. Thank you. In St. Charles, Illinois, the Fox Valley Half Marathon, Mark and Carol finished those. Uh, Both sent us some photos. Said it got pretty hot, but they both finished. Nice job. Oh, I also have Vicky in there too. Sorry, Vicky, I didn't see your name at first. So we had three people there. Kate, Kate did the run Medford eight K in Medford, Massachusetts. Uh, the Bronx 10 miler, Doug ran that one, beat his goal pace, sent some photos again, looked like throughout most of the country, it was nice weather for running this weekend. Good job, Doug. Uh, Victoria listed the lead King loop could be lead King loop, but I think it's lead King loop 25 K in marble, Colorado. Brian, who we talked to, and I've got to ask him about this one. He did the Gordon's pumpkin run virtually this weekend. And before I go to the last one here, as a side note, Chris, who was with us last week, Chris talked about running his 24th consecutive half marathon. Well, he did that this last week. He ran that one, uh, around his home, ran it with queen playing on the headsets, this week. Good music choices, Chris. Nicely done. The, uh, last running event we have was in Toronto, Canada, the Terry Fox run. If you don't know who Terry Fox was, it's worth doing a search, lost his leg to cancer and then set out as a fundraiser to run across the country. Uh, back in 1980, this was, he, uh, what happened unfortunately is the cancer came back, affected his lungs he wasn't able to finish. He he put one hundred and forty three days into it, and just a little over thirty three hundred total miles. But it ultimately he he passed away from cancer. But his uh, his efforts resulted really in a long lasting worldwide legacy. The Terry Fox runs occur internationally. There is one in the U.S. I think it's in Maine. I don't know when. However, the Terry Fox run was in Toronto this weekend. ANCOG, Jan, Maria, and Janice ran that. I heard from Janice. She said it's the 42nd time that she's run a Terry Fox run. And Terry passed, I think, in 81. But it was 1980 when he had to give up on that race across Canada. So if you do the math, 42 times Janice has done every one. Long race report this week, my friends. Uh, We appreciate it. I love hearing from you. Uh, Keep posting into the Facebook page there, or if you just leave a comment, I'll put your race up for you. So the end of the race report brings episode 50 to a close episode 50. I need to think about that for a second. Why 50 folks Ask me why 50 and not a one year anniversary. Ah, Good question. Uh, we'll celebrate one year also. We'll mention it. I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I just liked 50. It's a nice round number. The way it works out for us, our first episode aired October 22nd of 2021. That's actually going to be week 54 for us. I don't know how that happened. We didn't stick an extra week in the year, but I, it's just the way it worked out. So we went with 50. Plus this way, if we do it every 50, 50, 100, 150, etc., instead of one, two, three, four years, I figure somewhere around the year 2035, we'll have had an extra celebration and Hey, who doesn't like an extra celebration, but it is time. It is a a good point to look back at where we started, where we are and where we're going. Why did we start this thing? Well, we kind of thought there was a hole. We kind of thought there was a gap. I, I know personally we get, into the training runs and I love listening to podcasts and I really like listening to podcasts about Run Disney. And while there are several, there are many Disney podcasts, some of which touch on Run Disney events, I didn't, I couldn't find one that was dedicated to what we love so much is Run Disney and the Run Disney community. So we gave it a start. Our goal when we started was to have fun. We thought something was missing, but we mostly just wanted to have fun talking to one another. And we hoped that maybe a couple dozen of you, maybe who knows, maybe even a hundred of you would enjoy listening in too. And that you'd feel like you were part of the conversation. Well, because of you and because you have in fact become part of the conversation, whether you realize it or not, we're talking with you. We kind of picture this as though we're standing around in the corral before a run and what do we want to talk about? And because of you, this thing has grown way beyond our wildest expectations. I pay for a subscription service. I don't pay much. Tracks how we're doing in the podcasting world and we're doing extremely well. One of the things that I find interesting is that we chart, meaning we show up amongst the top 200 running podcasts in 12 different countries. I think that's pretty cool. I think we've created, created maybe not the right word, but we've tapped into a wonderful, large community. We love the reaction of our friends. I love the reaction that I get when I ask folks if they want to be on the race report spotlight. That's so exciting and so much fun. You know, at the end of, at the end of every episode, we finish with, and if you run, you are our friend. That's a line I stole from the golf coach, Harvey Penick. I transcribed it a little bit, but we mean it. We mean it. And we also know that through this community, you're becoming friends with one another. And that we can't wait to see all of you live and in person at Disney World. That's coming up in the not-so-distant future. We have so much in common, and maybe the podcast highlights some of that. Maybe you can feel it, and maybe it taps into that camaraderie that we have. We feel so fortunate, so blessed that you are willing to spend part of your valuable time Listening to us, and we try never to forget that that it's you who we're talking to. We sometimes talk amongst ourselves. We did it a lot this week. We sometimes tell our own stories. Again, we did that a lot this week. But the bottom line is, this podcast is about you. It's for you, and it exists because of you. So where do we see this going? First, and I've mentioned it already, and I'll mention it again. We want to see you. We want to see you in November and January and February and March. Uh, Moreover, we're excited about what's coming up with the podcast. We look forward to making new friends, visiting with new guests. You know, after uh, springtime last year, when our first iteration of the podcast, we thought it would be tough to carry through the dead space between the springtime run and the wine and dine run. Turned out that wasn't true. Mostly we want to increase our interaction with you. You know, we're trying to do that in a couple of the ways with the, the Join the Conversation link, asking you to introduce the podcast. Don't forget, we still want you to do that. And we, we'd like to make you a more integral part of each episode. We want your feedback. You got ideas to make it better? Let us know. You got ideas for an interview that you'd like to hear? Maybe a new one, maybe someone you'd like us to bring back? Let us know that too. The big thing is, this is yours. We're just lucky enough to be able to record it every week. So that's 50 onward to hundred. My friends, that's going to wrap it up. I say my friends, and I'll say it again. If you run, you are our friend. You know that. We look forward to seeing you. We look forward to coming back next week. Don't forget the balloon ladies are with us next week. Until we meet again, happy running.
0: The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.